You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of The Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Well, this loss sucked. and It did. I hate it. I want to say I hate it for the fans that left, but I don't because y'all shouldn't have left. Um, or should they? Man. Or should they have left? Because it just ended in a heartbreaker. No, because that was so exciting. Like, I agree. <laughs> so I attended the game tonight as a fan. I took my wife to the game. Um, it was. It's always fun watching the game with her and uh, just enjoying it, not sitting with the media and just having fun. But there was a dude right beside me, and he complained about Dirk a lot. Oh, and it. And it drove me nuts. He had 19 points tonight. He shot 72% from the floor. Yeah, it was just different times. He didn't talk about how slow he was. Talking about, oh, you got to defend better than that. I'm like, it was like testing me. I'm like sitting there like counting to 10. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm not going to say and I'm he was like, sitting right uh, next to you, like in the seat next to you? Right me. next to me. Ugh. Right next to me. And he loved JJ. So it was super weird. That's like, so JJ odd. Came out, JJ, let's go! And I'm like, what? Like, he he loves JJ. You want to complain but, about JJ's defense, man. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun game towards the end. You know, most teams just, just cash it in and say, all right, game. Yeah. But Dallas started fouling early, and they got screwed over a couple calls. Definitely. At the end of the game. Some fouls that should not have been. That would have probably been my favorite win of the whole season. Yeah, that would have been super because fun to win that. They wanted it really, really bad. And just seeing the guys just give it all, and they were super into it at the end. And I, I just, I was man, I was really pulling for them. So, so to recap, for people that didn't either watch the game last night or didn't, you know, didn't hear about it, the, the Mavericks did end up losing 124 to 127 to the Chicago Bulls, back-to-back games of 120 points plus at home. Uh, that was, that's pretty crazy. But with uh, a minute and eight seconds left, I, I tweeted this. Pretty much everybody started leaving. I think I think 50, about 50%, maybe 45% of the crowd left with a minute, eight seconds left, and Dallas was down 104 to 114. So you're down 10, just over a minute left. It's not even clutch time. It doesn't even count yet. <laughs> Like this doesn't even count as clutch time yet because the Bulls went on this like ten oh eight oh run, and uh, and Dallas just didn't didn't have it in him at that point. And then like you said, they started fouling a couple of new things here and there. Got a steal. Dennis got that that steal really late that really helped them at that point. Uh, Dallas also got this another break. I mean, we we talked about the fouls that should have been called, but Dallas got a break. I think it was Holiday was shooting a free throw, and they called a lane violation on the Bulls. And he missed yeah. the free throw. And so instead of time going off the clock, the Mavericks actually got to inbound the ball and got to actually run a play, which I think was a break for the Mavericks at that point. Because there was, I mean, there was like 12 seconds, 18 seconds left on the clock at that point. Yeah, the whole end of the game was just was wild. Uh, 
you know, they it's like they had to foul, but they weren't trying to foul right as soon as the Bulls inbound. They trying to trap, steal, and some of their, you know, attempts to steal uh, was all ball. And Dwight Powell fouled out, and that was a questionable play when he did. And um, I thought it was super weird. They were playing offensive defense with Nwaba and Valentine. Yeah, that's like, kind of weird. Weird, but – I love Nwaba. I do too. I I've loved him since he was playing for the Lakers, and the Lakers yeah. fans loved him too. And it was funny because the Lakers dropped him and then paid Caldwell Pope a yeah, hundred million to wear an ankle bracelet monitor <laughs> in jail. But uh, it's really funny you say that they were they're subbing Nwaba in for Valentine because Valentine is over three from the floor and had two points, <laughs> and Nwaba was a uh, six for nine and had thirteen points. <laughs> It's just yeah, so, they were just playing offense, defense, and it was just weird. But they were playing but, Valentine for the offense, but he didn't make a shot tonight and only took three and didn't make any. Was, exactly. Weird. I know. <laughs> um, I'm in the camp that I don't think Fred Hoiberg's a, a bad coach. I didn't think so either. <clears throat> I mean, he, he just had a – that team last year was so tough, man. It was weird. Like, this is what – they needed to do what they're doing now yeah, last year. right. <laughs> and uh, it was just weird for a coach like that to be brought in. But – um, I want to mention something about Carlisle. Carlisle seems, I mean, I feel like I'm, I should have really looked this up as far as quotes that he's given about other rookies this season. I feel like he hasn't talked about a ton of them, um, maybe because a ton of them hadn't came through town a, a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the ones that have come through town. Tatum has come. Uh, Fox did. Fox did. We've seen, um, who else have we seen? We didn't see Markel Fultz <laughs> no. when the when the Sixers well, came. Lonzo's next weekend. Yeah, Lonzo will come soon. But like Jordan, so like Jordan Mark- Bell. <laughs> Marketing is, is brought up because guy. obviously the you know people want to tie the dirt comparison. That happened stuff, in the but, preseason game too. Yeah, and but Carlisle's had high praise for Marketing. Yeah, and he just said at practice you know two days ago he called him a future All Star, and. I was at shoot around this morning and there's a bulls reporter that, you know, is obviously doing a story about marketing and Mav stuff. And he just asked Carlisle, he's like, you know, what did marketing look like in the pre draft visit for you guys working out? How hot did you have him and stuff like that? And Carlisle just kind of opened up. He said, marketing had as good of a pre draft workout. I should say individual workout that I've ever seen. Wow. He shot the ball phenomenally well. I've never seen a guy be as efficient in shot making from both mid-range and long-range in the workout. The only other guy that shot anywhere close was Luke Kennard. <laughs> and so, it, I mean, that's a high praise for somebody like Carlisle. I mean, as Especially good as for a this pre-draft class. workout. Yeah, as good as an individual workout I've ever seen. And then after that, he said, you know, as far as how high was he on the board, he said he was high on our list, but we knew he was likely to go before us. Yeah, I mean, you read between the lines, like how how high was he? You know, if he was there at nine, would they have taken him over Dennis? Um, Man, I don't think uh, so. we we talked about this so much before the draft. I, I'm, and we we were higher on marketing than 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 most. Like we thought yeah. he would be at least a solid player, and at least like at least Kyle Korver, but seven feet tall. Like that's at least what we thought he was going to be. And he looks yeah. like he has a little bit more to his game than, than Korver did. Oh, he shot, man. His shot looks so smooth. So tonight. good. Yeah. He was doing turnarounds during, uh, during warmups. And it's just like, it looks just so natural, but, yeah. but, uh, that 
if they would have picked Markkinen over Dennis Smith Jr., that just would have been so tough on him. I mean, it oh. would have been every single night, and you can't play him together. I don't think you can play him and Dirk together. That'd be so tough. No, I mean he's he's a better version of Maxi, but so uh, I mean that. I think Maxi does different things that Markkinen can't do. And, and wait, you think Maxi is better than Markkinen? No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying I think their oh. games are different. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, at one point, I sat fairly close to the floor tonight. At one point, Maxi did not do a proper play right, and literally Dirk is screaming across the floor, Max, Max, go! <laughs> Like, I mean, it's literally like he was screaming at his son in, like, front yard or something. No, no, no. It, it's not like he was screaming at his son. Oh, my gosh. Maxi, Ma- do we have to do this again? Maxi <laughs> is Dirk's son. He's secretly Dirk's Maxie son. Maxi is Dirk's son. He, he is secretly Dirk's son. <laughs> no one, they won't tell anybody about it, but Dirk knows and Maxi knows. Or Dirk does not know. And that's the, <laughs> that's the best part of the theory. <laughs> uh one other little tidbit i talk, i uh i was talking to some players before the game tonight and devin trying to think of a way to not do it, spoil a story but like i was talking to devin about uh, i just briefly mentioned to him about the new jerseys the city jerseys yeah not not the not the old new jersey nets the actual the new uniform jerseys <laughs> the new uh, city jerseys and he, he did used to play for new jersey <laughs> <laughs> All Devin would say is they're different. <laughs> uh, but that's an only a podcast thing. I'm oh, not going to tweet so that out or anything. Great. That's going to be a great story. I'm excited for that story. Yeah. Have you seen um, them in person yet? Um, Are you allowed to say no that? No comment. Okay, good. Okay. He yes, any, I have seen them in person. He has and he hates them. Okay. I have seen them in person. No, no, no. no you, you're not commenting because you hate them. No, I don't mind them. <laughs> I told you I'm going to buy the hat. Are you really? Yeah, I'm gonna buy the hat eventually. Okay, but so anyway, so all right. Well, the jerseys are terrible. We've decided and um, stop it. The yeah, the the Mavericks after the game, we caught up with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Asked him a couple questions, uh, and Carlisle had said in his presser that uh, Eddie Eddie Sefko started his question about. I'm going all the way back now. Eddie Sefko started his back. question. Uh, Chris Dunn tonight did, and he didn't even get to finish. And Carlisle just looked at him and said, anything you wanted? <laughs> just, like, completely cut yeah. him off. Said anything he wanted to do. You know, he got to a point. They were really picking on Dennis. That was a specific thing that Carlisle said is he's picking on Dennis. And so then, of course, you have the, the back and forth, what, you know, what hashtag we the media do all the time is you go, okay, well, Carlisle said this thing. He's basically calling out Dennis at this point, so let's go to Dennis now and yeah. let's get Dennis's take on it. So Certain went- reporters at certain uh, big uh, media agencies like to um, help fuel that drama. I wouldn't call and- them an agency as much as I would call them a conglomerate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so – but I, I do actually want to comment on this and yeah. because Carlisle said, you know, what, I agree with Carlisle. Like, yeah, I think they were too. Like here's here's the thing. This was our this was our weakness in pre-draft. Like this was our thing that we would say when we were profiling Dennis Smith Jr. is his wingspan, his body frame and just defensively against some other point guards in the league. You look at tonight, he didn't have his stats were misleading because he hit some crazy shots at the very end when they're fouling and crap. Yeah. But, I mean, it was at the fourth quarter, and he had, like, five points. 
Yeah. He went he went against a bigger, a, a taller, longer wingspan point guard who put up 32 points on him. That's like and, five years older than him. <laughs> yeah, and played pretty good defense on him. And so that's the that's the only worry. I think he'll get past it. It's fine. But that was the only worry that we had and I had going into pre-drafting is how is he going to go against some of these bigger frame um, bigger point guards because he's six three with a six three wingspan. We called him a square, and and then you look at how you know defensively a bigger guy on him. So that was the thing. And so when Carlos said that, I I, I kind of agree. Like I mean, that's the that's the route. If you're going to look at some other areas in the game to go at, then you you might go go towards that. So I kind of agree with it. I don't agree with the reporting aspect of it of, hey, this is what Rick said, and then, oh, you disagree with Rick. Like, I'll plan that a whole card. What do you expect Dennis to say? I mean, but. Yeah, so Dennis responded, and he basically said that, you know, he, you know, I don't know about that. You know, he didn't get all of his points on me. (laughs) Basically just saying stuff like that. He's like, I don't think that they were attacking me. I'm not the focal point of their, you know, the defense and stuff like that. So he was sort of going around the question, but I caught up with Dennis afterwards because uh, after the scrum and and talked to him one-on-one and just wanted to talk to him about the, uh, the effort because it's different. It's, it's, it's interesting for him because at the beginning of the season, before it even started, he was talking about wanting to wanting to eventually become a leader. Now this is a team with, you know, obviously Dirk Nowitzki, (laughs) obviously, you know, Harrison Barnes, those are, are big time, not even not. I wouldn't say that they're huge personalities. Now Dirk is, and uh, but they are just like they have so much gravity in a locker room. You know, like immediately as soon as they come in, you know the media runs to them. <laughs> like it, they yeah. just have a lot of gravity and a lot of weight and a lot of clout on that team. And so you you bring in a guy that is the youngest guy on the team by a pretty wide margin. I mean, it's him and then Nerlens who is three years older than him, and then it's like above him is like, you know the couple other guys you know maxi and you know guys like that so i I wanted to ask him what he thought his role is in effort as far as you know when a carlisle says that you know the team isn't giving enough effort how can he contribute to that besides just you know himself like what what can he contribute to that and how can he affect the team so let's go ahead and play that audio and listen to that from from dennis i think i I wouldn't i wouldn't say that i'm the it's in me to lead, you know, I've done it my whole life, but I don't think that, like, the it's been passed all the way over yet, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm like, like, I am the starting point guard, but in terms of being a leader for this team right now, um, I, I do my part, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. What do you think your part is, and where do you think you can... I mean, my team, my teammates, my teammates, they, they, uh, they're very receptive to whatever message I'm giving out, uh, whether, whether it's verbally or, or if just physically. You know, they, 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 they do a pretty good job of following my lead. Um, you know, so I, I, just come out, I just come out and give effort, man, get guys going early, make sure they stay involved. That's, that's what I'm supposed to do. You heard in that clip the uh, that, that there's that one quote that, uh, you know, the torch, he didn't say torch, but it hasn't really been passed all the way down yet. It almost to me seems like he's waiting for something to happen where they pass it down to him. And that makes me question. I mean, I 
Don't question that he's still going to be a really good player. Don't question that he's still going to be a really good teammate. But that not wanting to grab necessarily the bull by the horns and say, you know, he didn't really give things that he could do, you know, like in that he was, he's just, the first thing he said was waiting, you know, to be a leader, to do that. Like you can, you can affect the team. I think other ways besides just straight up being a a leader, the leader on the team, you know, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's waiting for a title to, to, to jump into that role. Is that fair? Do you think? Yeah. Well, it's just difficult because he's a point guard and, the point guard is supposed to be your quarterback is supposed to be your guy that runs the play sets up the offense and the fact that you know he's only top 10 pick in so long and he's supposed to be the next star and oh there's i mean there's so much smoke being blown up you know <laughs> yeah and so like up the back it's difficult when you're a really good player he's top three player on the team probably harrison's probably the best overall player on the team and yeah you know, he's two or three probably. And you are the youngest guy on the team, and you're the point guard. And so it's difficult because he has, as a point guard, you're you're a leader whether you like it or not as a point guard. And it's not like Alonzo in L.A. to where Alonzo could come in and instantly be one of the leaders because there's not these veterans we've talked about, you know, key thing. And it's, it's not just Dirk. Like it's, we're not just talking about Dirk. I mean, we got Wes, we got Devin, you know, yeah. even JJ, like we got these, you know, Harrison's been in the league six years. Like we got these guys that are key part starters that are very vocal leaders. And so it has, I, I feel for him. Like it has yeah. to be difficult for him because even if he wants it, it's hard. These are grown men. These are men with families and kids, their thirties and all this stuff just to come in and say, you know, 30, 40 games of the season and try to be this leader that you've been your whole life as a, but as a point guard. And so it's a balance. Like, that's why I really liked your question. I really liked his response to it, but yeah, I mean, should the torch be passed down to him right now? I, I don't think it should. No, but it's a difficult thing of when should it happen? It should probably happen early because he's a point guard. If he has any other position, you'd be like, all right, well, it's just going to take time. But at some point you got to give your point card that, that title. And, but I don't know when I'm not saying I know the answer. I don't, I don't know that's that's, I don't get paid the big bucks for that. And there's, there's another quote that he says in this next part. And so I, I thought he was done. I thought I was, you know, I asked that question. I thought he was going to answer it and that we were going to be done, but he kept going on about it. He wanted to, he wanted to keep talking about this. This was, I felt like this is something that he hadn't talked about yet. And so he keeps going on about it and we end up talking about, you know, I say that the other guys feed off of you. Wes Matthews shoots really, really well when you're on the floor. And he's like, yeah, you know, I can really set up my teammates. That's what he was talking about at the end of that last clip. He said, I can get my teammates involved, you know, get them going early. I'm not sure he knows how to play unless he is the point guard. And this is what we talked about, pre, you know, pre-draft too. We, we knew that this is a guy that he's a straight up point guard. I don't know if he can play anything else. <laughs> and Carlisle is, yeah. is asking him at times to play, you know, basketball in other ways. And so he ends up talking about that in this next clip. Because I usually come out in about about the five-minute mark in the first quarter. He finished the first usually. And I'll probably get back in like the five-minute mark in the second. He'll be back in before then. And then, I mean, it'll be the same thing at the end. Yeah, and then you're playing JJ. Yeah, and then I'm off the ball. So, I mean, I, I really, it's harder. It's, it's more difficult for me to find West whenever I'm off the ball. Right. Yeah. 
that's got to be kind of a weird transition too. Still. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. It's not exactly my team yet. So, you know, like it's, it's just right now. It's just my time to play my role right now. That comment right there was the one that, that got me thinking that he's waiting for a certain position and a certain like environment to say that like this is my team. Not necessarily that it torch has been passed, but like I can I can be me, I can do me. Because he's like, it's not my team yet. He he said it's not my team yet in reference to him playing with JJ Barea. He's not mm-hmm. the point guard. He doesn't feel like it's his team. I don't know if he knows how to do that, and that's going to be something that's pretty difficult. I mean, I don't know a lot of players that can play a different role than what they're like born for and still make yeah. it their own and make it their team. You know, there's guys that can do it off ball. I mean, but and I think, I think Rick plays him kind of weird. Like, well, he was just talking about that. He was talking about his, just, his, his weird rotation and playing with, you know, other the fact guys. that he, yeah, the, the fact that he knows that he comes out at the end of the first at five, comes back in a second like that stuff okay whatever but like that's because of that it, lineup that you know the savvy six lineup with you know yeah, the mega hamster it just, lineup it seems at times that i mean i know he played 26 minutes tonight but like it seems at times it go, they go an eternity without him on the floor yeah and it feels like it is just like you should never have to ask in this type of season on this type of team where's dennis like it should be like breathers, you know. Like it, I'm not saying it should be averaging like 40 minutes a game, but like, like a 26 minutes a night, and even those 26, I mean, you'd say probably the last three was that like fouling, and you know, or at least like the last minute and a half or whatever was just you know down by 10 or 12, whatever, and all that stuff. But like, it just feels, I don't know. I I feel like he should be playing some more. Just to, would it be better? This would be a good question for Dennis, and not that, hey, do you agree with how your minutes are set up, but, like, how do you feel in a groove? <laughs> like, if you were as a player, yeah, yeah, that like, part would, you, would you rather, you know, would you rather come out in small spurts, or would you would you rather do like you do now, like, play for a lot of the first, and then we don't see you until, like, towards the end of the second? <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it's just like, it's like you play a lot, then you set for a lot, and we watch the savvy six and then you come in and then i don't know it's just it's just weird to me yeah that's totally what i should have followed up with uh he was getting there's a couple of people just like like vulturing behind me wanting to ask their own questions and then you know sarah came in and said all right guys let's stop (laughs) and uh but but yeah i thought that was just an interesting quote and you're he's coming to find out i mean now at this point he's played more games than he played in college right I guess I so, yeah. I think so, yeah. So he is now basically a whole college season. <laughs> yeah. And they play more minutes in the NBA too, so it's just it's crazy that he's played that already. But, you know, he's 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 figured out pretty much, you know, playing an NBA game. He's 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 at the point now where he knows, like you said, where, you know, where he might want to play. Uh and I wonder what that is. I wonder also how much of it is, you know, preparing him in in sort of not babying him but just he had the the hip problem and they don't want to you know overextend him or overuse him now i don't know if 26 minutes is overextending him i don't know what what his you know status is he looks okay to me he jogs at points and i don't know if that's just him being you know that's the way that he is you know that, that lackadaisical until he gets going and then he's just you know super aggressive and, and jumps super high and goes super quick um or if it if it's actually you know more injury stuff 
Yeah, I mean it's it's weird. I mean I I don't I don't think it's any anything with injury or anything like that. I just think that Carlo wants to play his vets. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I wish that it wasn't that, but <laughs> and Yoki and you know we were talking today at shoot around. A couple of us reporters were like, you know, what if Seth was healthy right now? You know, who who would not be playing? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and you know, would it be Yogi? Would it be you know? Would they cut Devin's minutes back? Would it? It's just there's just a lot, you know. And even Dorian, you know, because Devin and Wes play a lot of three and yeah. So, um, it's just you know it's different with that, and it's different for Dennis moving forward. It's different. I mean, I'd like to see what happens on Sunday. What we just talked about with these bigger, long on point guards playing defense. Dunn played him really well, and now we get Nilakina. And, I mean, there's some people in the league that say Nilekina is already a top – you know, I think Bill Simmons then were debating. They were, yeah, him and Kevin O'Connor were talking about this. Top three defensive point guard, you know, in the league right now. And so I, I want to see that. I couldn't think of one. That was a very interesting question. Uh, no, I think they, Pat Beverly has it. Well, but. yeah, they, they, it was Pat Beverly, you know, Chris Paul at times. And then you're like – you think of just specifically point guard, who is a good defender at point guard. It's tough because you're looking at the West – the Westbrooks, well, the think, Hardens, the Lillards, the you know, like the Kemba's, the it, and you don't well. You have to ask yourself, like, what are you are you like defensive point guard or who plays defense on because like Wes guards these point guards, but he's not a point guard. Right, like we've seen right. Wes lock down Lillard at the end of the game, but and he guards Russ. You and, get that extra value being a point guard that can actually guard point guards, and I think yeah. that's what they were they were pointing out is that he's he's valuable already because he can guard point guards and he can also play point guard on offense. That, that yeah, is like it's a, unheard I, I'm of. Super, now. <laughs> I'm super excited uh, for that for that matchup and. Dennis, will you take that to heart? Will you want to show out against I, the Knicks? I sure hope so. Uh, um, you know, will will he play like he did tonight? And I mean, I don't, I don't think he played horrible tonight, but I think Dunn did give him problems tonight with his length and everything, yeah. and played him really well. But man, shout out to Chris Dunn. I mean, most yeah. improved player candidate. Like Oladipo has it, I think. I think. Yeah. But you know what they should? I was thinking about this during the game. They should do like all NBA first team. All NBA most improved player first team. Ooh, what's the like downside of that? Like you're just you're honoring five players at that point, because then you get into like the Oladipo's, Chris Dunn. Like you just get like that's just something that I love that award because I just like seeing like hard work of guys that take the whole next step. Yeah, I I, I don't like the award because I don't think it is that. I think that what what you're saying is what it should be, but most of the time it's just who scored more the most like. Who increased their scoring average the most and got more minutes? You know, because you know the CJ McCollum's and stuff like that. I feel like that's what it was. And CJ just needed the opportunity. He was given it, and then he was given you know most improved. Yeah, to yeah, me I that's could what see it that was. for sure. But um, you're you're right though. I think that that's specifically about the NBA right now is guys are improving dramatically, and I think in in past years I don't think we would have had five guys that we could have thrown out there for that team but i think i think this year we definitely do yeah because i mean you could even look at like porzingis and aaron gordon when we debated at the beginning of the year and heck you could put Giannis on there again yeah i mean just the step he's taken i mean there's just a ton of ton of stuff with that um but yeah chris dunn i mean he his shot like his shot coming out of out of college was something that was worrisome and yeah he was he was draining it tonight. Uh, he's one of Sham God's boys. 
Shame God's really close with them. And so it was, uh, I know it was tough for uh, Shame God tonight seeing him and Dennis go at each other. But nah, he, he won on both sides. He doesn't care. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I was not in the locker room tonight uh, or with Carlisle because I was catching up with Nerlens. And ah, yeah, I mean, Nerlens chatted for a little bit tonight, and uh, he's doing good. It's, it's good seeing Ner- I hadn't seen Nerlens in a while, so he was at the game tonight on the bench wearing this massive like trench coat type thing. <laughs> was this his first night back? It's the first night I think I've seen him. Was he at the Warriors I game? I don't think so. I don't think he was either. I don't remember him, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I looked for him though. But yeah, caught up with him for a bit, uh, talked about his thumb. Uh, joked about a couple of things, but thumbs going, thumbs doing good. He had like air cast on it. He was showing it to me, like it's not like a normal. Did you sign weird. it? Yeah, signing my name on the side. Um, <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> right beside, right beside Calipari's, and told him to get <laughs> Calipari, well Rich Paul, and LeBron, <laughs> and LeBron. <laughs> He got Lonzo. it when he was in Cleveland. <laughs> Kuzma. I feel, like, I feel like, I literally feel like I asked Rick Carlisle like a month ago about a Nerlens update, and he said he was getting his cast off. And I'm like, bro, he's still got a cast. No. But it's like <laughs> an air cast type thing. So he says it's doing great, doing good. He's excited to get back. All the different stuff. And yeah. we talked about some other things too. But um, he's in good spirits. So it was cool. Did you guys talk about that. where he's getting traded to? Stop it, Nick. <laughs> Stop it, Nick. So... <laughs> In other words, uh, don't forget about um, Derek Harper coming yeah. to town. Or coming to town. <laughs> Derek Harper's getting his. <laughs> I think he uh, was there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was there tonight. Uh, Going to be a special day on Sunday. And looking forward to it. It's cool to honor Harp. And uh, just to see everything. I know they got a ton of stuff planned. It's going to be pretty much an all-day thing, kind of. Um, but it's cool. Excited for it. Yeah. And get your Yogi Mania burger. I did not go to that tasting today. I should have. I should have went to it, but I don't like egg. Egg. I'm allergic to egg. You're allergic to egg, or you don't like egg. Here's the thing. I can eat like cake or something with like egg in it, like that. But if I eat like scrambled eggs or something, I break out. Interesting. Break out into a song or? Yeah, like. <laughs> Do you wanna build a snowman <laughs> out of eggs? <laughs> Out of oh, man. Uh, I heard an insider report today that Yogi did not even eat his own burger because he had a game. That is dedication. <laughs> I don't know. The, it that was, was from Bobby Corrales' Twitter, by the way. <laughs> it was the closest burger to one of them that I would have liked because I'm super plain and I only like meat and cheese on my burger. And his Are was you like, guy that goes to like fast food and goes, I'll have a burger, ketchup only? No, I don't do ketchup. Ooh. Not even? No, it's meat and cheese only. Weirdo. So, yeah. But his was like meat, cheese, and bacon. I'll do bacon. I'll splurge sometimes to get bacon. <laughs> his is like meat, cheese, bacon, and then mayo. The illustrious life of a, of a, of a reporter, of a journalist. <laughs> he had mayo and egg. I was like, ew. But, and bacon? Yeah. Mayo it's like a and, breakfast burger. Mayo and egg and bacon? That sounds so good right now. But it was interesting. Interesting that Yogi got his own burger, you know? Not at all. Not at all. Yogi deserves his burger. <laughs> I wonder how many of those uh, Harrison burgers they sold. Oh, Yogi's is like for just uh, just like four weeks, I think. Oh, interesting. 
It's just like January. <laughs> and then discontinued. Discontinued. Unless they sell a bunch of them. Yeah, that's true. Sounds really good. All right, we've talked way too much about this burger. About burgers. <laughs> we've yeah. talked more about this burger than we've burger. talked about than we've talked about Harp's jersey retirement so far. Somebody's gonna get mad at us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Why are you talking about burger, Kobe? <laughs> Why aren't you talking about Harp's numbers? Do because he's a burger. He's a burger. He's a burger. I got a burger on me. <laughs> I'll oh, say say this too. To it's a Knicks game, and this is gonna be two consecutive games. The Dirk Air. You know, Dirk, um, wanna, Dirk Lit, Dirk wannabes with marketing and Porzingis, and it's just a testament. And I said this before: don't get mad at people. It's I take it as a respect thing. And yeah, I think I do too. Mul- it's, you know, two straight games of guys that look up to Dirk, and I'll t- I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a snippet of of. We will never no, no, end no, this I, podcast. People enjoy this. We're getting so bad at ending podcasts. Because th- <laughs> like- this was on, this was on record, so I can say this. And 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 it's, oh. and it's part of it's part of like my story that's coming out. But Dirk in his like jerseys and talking to a guy about like how how sought after are his game jerseys, and do, does he you know does he swap them like football with players sometimes? And a guy told me today he said. Every single game. Every game. Somebody's asking. His jersey goes to somebody. He said because, mm. and he said, and sometimes it's like multiple people like that ask, and he said, obviously we don't, he only wears one jersey. Like we have to, you know. But I said, well, how does that process work? Like how how does it even work as far as like, do they, you know, is there like equipment person or their PR person come to y'all and ask you guys, hey, like how does, you know, can we get Dirk's jersey for so and so player? He said a lot of times players ask him on the court. <laughs> we'll ask him in the game. Ask, Can I have your Dirk. jersey after the game? He said so. Then it gets relayed to us and say, hey, this player is going to get his jersey. And he said, yeah. And he and he mentioned something and it and it's just something to remember. He said Dirk is so is just so popular. People forget about how popular he is because. He, we got all the old players that respect him and knows he's like a legend and knows that he's in his last couple years probably. Then you got all the Europeans. Like he said, our our game is so international. And there's so many internationals in our game now. Dirk is like their man. Like Dirk is who a bunch of them looked yeah. up to and like all this stuff. So like he is looked at higher than some of these other players from the Europeans. And then we're talking about the kids too. Like, and it's just, the popularity of Dirk is so big, and sometimes we forget about that. And um, because the international game, he is, you know, we've talked, you know, Dwayne Casey said it, you know, when the Raptors came to town. He, Dwayne Casey said he's the greatest inter, international player ever. And, yeah, you know, it's just pretty much between him and Olajuwon for a debate. But, but still, it's just everybody, you know, so many people look up to him and the popularity. So, anyway, I just want to share that tidbit that it's cool that, you know, Dirk's jersey is something that so many players are wanting and try to get. And um, there's probably a shoe. I think Devin Booker last year posted a picture of Dirk's shoes. He got it. He got uh, Dirk's shoes after the game, and Dirk had signed them and stuff. And it's stuff like that we don't see, but these players, you know, hold Dirk to this such a high pedestal, and it's just really, really cool to see. 
Yeah, that was the thing that we that came out when he hit thirty thousand. Where like LeBron did the video, and you know a bunch of guys are doing tributes, and you know it it comes out, and you're like, oh my gosh, you just forget how like that this guy is a legend. And it was easy to remember that when when I first started covering the team, you walk in, you see Dirk, you're looking at him, you're like face to face with him, you're just like staring at him, and you're yeah. like, man, this dude is you know <laughs> grew up watching this guy at a poster of him in my bedroom, <laughs> you know, it's just it's pretty crazy that he's you know around and he's literally a living legend like it's it's hard those are hard to come by yeah and man it, it's insane and i'll get to tell talk about this story more later on but it's it, we've just heard it before just everything dirk has to do to still play this game and what all he's given up and <laughs> screw the money part that the the small group of you guys that say oh he's a millionaire he should give it up it's shut, shut up just stop listening. Yeah, that's stupid. He gave up $100 million. He still has to give up a ton and sacrifice a ton, and he's given his life to the game, and it's just it's crazy all the stuff that he still does. But anyway, I'm done, Nick. I promise. Yeah, like Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett is the highest-paid NBA player ever, I think, and uh, it's like $300 million or something stupid. Good and Lord. Dirk could totally be right there with oh, him. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's not even going to get close, but – but yeah, all right. Well, guys, it was a tough loss tonight, but there's some good things that came from it, I think. Um, and then we got the Knicks coming with the Derek Harper jersey retirement. I'm excited for. Dirk is still a legend. Dennis Smith Jr. is still figuring it out. And uh, more to come on Locked On Mavericks. Peace out. Boom. Oh.